Thank you for tuning in to the Already Home Podcast. I am Scoots Bronson. <clears throat> and I just want to say uh, thank you for tuning in for another week. Uh, before we get into everything, man, make sure that uh, you subscribe to the podcast. That way uh, you can get the podcast whenever we drop an episode. Make sure uh, you share it with a friend. And please um, go to all our social media pages and follow our social media pages for updates. Um information, everything else that you need to know, you want to contact us or anything like that. Um, But with that being said, man, thank you for um, another week. Yeah, buddy. We up in this thing. Um, So, um, usually, you know what I'm saying, we just get <clears throat> Excuse me, straight into it after we introduce ourselves and everything else like that. But um, I kind of took some time off and um, went back and re- uh, revamped everything. Uh, I got a whole new format of how I'm going to get everything working, how I'm going to have everything going. And um, hopefully you guys like it, man. If you guys don't like it, uh, make sure to let me know. And if you guys fuck with it, as you know, saying same thing. Make sure to let me know, man. Um, I'm looking for a lot of feedback in this episode uh, because I've been really like sitting down, taking my time, uh, planning out and thinking about how I'm going to really start doing this since right now I'm kind of solo. So I've been going through different ways of doing things. Um, I've been doing Phantom episodes and not episodes with the homeboy Phantom, Salute to You, from the 305, but like Phantom episodes, meaning like i just been going through on my phone and just kind of uh doing like practice runs on my phone with uh certain formats that I've come up with here and there. And so far, so uh so far this is the one that I think is probably the best. Uh this is the one that to me kind of stood out and it kind of made me feel a lot better about um some of the stuff that I was saying, some of the stuff that I was doing that type of thing and um yeah, man, you know Hopefully this should be the one, and um, and if not, you know, I guess I'll go back and change it up if you guys don't fuck with it. Uh, hopefully you guys do, because like I said, man, I, I think this is the uh, best one. So um, without further ado, man, I want to give another thank you to you guys for listening. Um, and uh, let's get into some news and topics. All right, all right. Um, so, uh, number one on the list. Uh, I'm trying to. I, I I guess I got to get it out the way, man. Um, Joshua Brown, uh, who was murdered in the Amber, uh, who was uh, murdered, I believe it was um, a week after testifying in the Amber Geiger case. Um, his story had came up um, on my timeline. And I didn't know exactly what was going on. I was uh, I was aware of the Amber Geiger case. You know, she had ran into um, both them Johns apart. I think it's both them John or both them Jean. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name, but she ran into the young man's apartment um, and she murdered him. She later called the police department. She was a police officer herself, but she later called the police department saying that she had mistaken his apartment for hers and she was confused and. Um, when she walked in, she just seen him and, you know, she shot him. Um, but in the, um, in the trial that they had for, which she was, uh, eventually sentenced to 10 years, 
and um, I think they said it was like she probably might end up getting five years. Well, she might end up doing five years, and then she's eligible for parole after that. But, um, but in that in that trial, they found out that uh, she had a lot of uh, animosity towards black people. She was she had some racist tweets, uh, some racist text messages, stuff like that, which. You know what I'm saying? Really ain't surprising, but you know, to us when it comes out, it's like, yeah, tell us something new. You know what I'm saying? But I guess it's something that the you know everybody else needed to know, so they can kind of see that, uh, you know, it's really not a game out here for uh, black people, and you know, in the interactions and the relationship that they have with the police. But uh, yeah, the, the one of the key witnesses that testified in her trial, uh, Joshua Brown, was murdered. Um, they said, I believe 10 days, uh, after he had testified, but I'm not sure exactly how, uh, everything went, but I'm gonna let y'all hear a little clip and then I'm gonna come back after that. 19. Dallas police trying to piece together a murder mystery that some are calling an execution. The only thing we heard was, uh, one shot and then a double tap after that. A silver sedan seen speeding away from a parking lot turned crime scene. The only victim carrying no form of identification. But tonight, police revealing that victim was Joshua Brown, a key witness whose testimony may have helped convict former Dallas officer Amber Geiger for the death of Botham Jean inside the apartment building where the three lived. Brown testified less than two weeks ago, at times emotional, remembering how he would hear his neighbor singing gospel hymns from his apartment across the hall. He also described hearing Jean's fatal confrontation with Geiger. Do you recall uh, ever hearing someone say, hey, put your hands up at no. a loud tone? No, no, ma'am. But it was what Brown didn't hear that night that gave prosecutors reason to challenge Geiger, who testified that after she mistakenly entered Jean's apartment thinking it was her own, she gave him verbal commands to show his hands before shooting. One of them heard you say that. I can't tell you why. It's because yeah, so hopefully that kind of gave you guys a little bit of uh, insight. Um, I mean, I'm sorry by now um, everybody kind of knows what's going on. But if you live under a rock or um, you just don't believe in Wi-Fi or you living off the grid and you just so happen to hear this, um, that's just a, a little taste of what's going on. Um, they said that he was shot three times, one time in the mouth and then twice in the chest. Um, the the chest shot was a quote-unquote double tap, um, and that's usually what uh, police use to ensure death or anybody that shoots guns, really. But, and, you know, that's just a move that they say that to ensure that, you know, you, you're killing somebody, basically. Uh, double tap is just two two quick shots, and you know what I mean? And you kind of know... Uh, you know, yeah, if you use guns and you you know, you can shoot and everything, everybody knows what the double tap is in that in gun culture, at least. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, he ended up getting murdered himself. And then the police said that um, it was because of a drug deal gone wrong. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing. I don't think it's funny. I just think that the reason that they used is funny because. I just thought about, you know, him being a drug dealer or him even dealing with drugs, right? Like, if you are a drug dealer 
and you know that, uh, <laughs> you know that, you know, you just got done in one of a, in a, in a huge case, a high profile case, um, a national, a case that's in national news. And then somehow, some way you just decide to, to continue selling drugs. That's kind of, that's kind of shady to me, man. I, I'm not really sure, uh, I'm not really sure how how they think it sounds, but to me it sounds like BS. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean it it kind of is what it is. You know, um, they also said that uh, it was three gentlemen who traveled from Louisiana to come all the way to where he was, I believe, in Fort Worth, in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. Now I'm not, you know, what I'm saying I'm not one to judge, and uh, you know, I've dipped and dabbled in. Uh, weed here and there in my life however but i'm not traveling over you know 30 minutes if i'm getting some weed they they say it's almost like a four-hour trip and uh <laughs> who's going across state lines for some weed and i mean like unless you get supplied like real like a, a real real you know what i'm saying like big time dealer like i don't think my man's was like doing it that big so I don't know, man. It, it seems kind of iffy. Seems kind of shady to me. Uh, if you ask me, I think that um, the police department had something to do with it. They probably didn't want him to testify because they knew that uh, he was definitely going to put her away. Um, and I mean, hey, you know, when you the the way they said he got shot, they said he got shot in the mouth. To me, that's that's kind of like a message. Like, you know, you should have kept your mouth shut, but. You know, that's me being a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, to each his own. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. And if you do, I mean, you know, I'm with you. Um, but, you know, you guys let me know how you feel about it, man. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or, you know what I'm saying, hit us up on the uh, social media page on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what you think. Um, but me personally, I believe that, uh, yeah, I believe that this is a, uh, this is definitely um, a a setup. Well, not even a setup. It's it's more so like a. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just something shady. Is some something about it is just too shady to me, man. I'm saying setup because I can't really even think about what it is right now. But yeah, something just ain't right. But um, moving on, man. Uh, speaking about not right, <clears throat> not right. Um. The the uh, Fortnite developers um, shattered the hearts of children everywhere this past week by shutting down um, the servers to Fortnite and revamping Fortnite um, for a couple of days without giving any updates or giving any newsletters or anything else like that out. Um, they shut it down mid game. Uh, there was videos of people playing on the game and the game just went into uh shutdown mode. There was like a visual of a black hole. And then next thing you know, Fortnite was down for one or two days and, um, kids and streamers and gamers everywhere lost their shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know exactly, uh, how a lot of people felt me personally i was confused um because I, I got fortnite on my phone and i play every now and then um sometimes i play with my son and uh i i was dumb enough to 
uninstall it on my off my phone and then reinstall it on my phone and it still didn't work so I was just like fuck it at that point and then I finally seen the um news article where they were saying that uh it's just a whole they got a whole new season of Fortnite and um Fortnite is now back up so parents um I hope you enjoyed your two day vacation and uh if you got paid this week I feel sorry for you because these kids are about to run that check right back up um, with the new Fortnite, uh, with the, <laughs> the new Fortnite inventory that they got out, man. Um, man, it's, I know credit card statements is about to be wild, but, whew, I feel sorry for you, man. Well, couldn't be me. Um, I probably only spent like 25 bucks on Fortnite. That's about it. I'm not doing anything else. And I only did that because I thought it was going to, like, get you, like, some better guns or something. And then I just found out it ain't nothing but, like, costumes and uh, weapon skins. And I was like, fuck that. Um, In better news, Tyler Perry finally opened up his studio um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Salute to Tyler Perry, man. Uh, That is, of course, black excellence now. I've had a lot of criticism of Tyler Perry um, for a long time. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Medea character. Um, I understand what it embodies for him and I understand uh, what it means for him. But me personally, I'm just like totally against. uh, I don't know. It's it's just something to me that's so in a sense, it's kind of demeaning. I mean, I know he doesn't intend for it to be that way, but to me, it's kind of demeaning, um, not only to um, black men, but black women as well, because I feel like he could have found, like, an older woman to play that role. But, I mean, at the time, I understand why he ended up playing that role, only because, you know, he, you know, he didn't have the money. He was writing plays. Dude came from living out his car, being homeless, to um, creating some of the... Uh, biggest plays that ended up becoming a cultural phenomenon. So, you know what I mean? I could set my biases aside and um, congratulate Tyler Perry for opening up his movie studio, which is um, actually larger than all the major film studios put together. They said all the major film studios can fit on um, Tyler Perry's compound. And I think that is an amazing thing. He held a, um, I guess, like a, a open house for it. I mean, it's, it was a, it was a, uh, an event, but I guess it's to me, it's like an open house. Um, he named a, a bunch of the um, studio houses after um, uh, the black actors and actresses and producers and everything else, directors and all that. That kind of influenced him. And even though him and Ty, uh, him and Tyler Perry, him and Spike Lee had a little. Uh, a beef going on. He actually even named one of them after Spike Lee, which I thought was uh, dope. They even said that um, a few of the actors and act well, a few of the Hollywood people um, even have stars in this compound, which I think is super dope because we always talk about and I and when I say we, I mean black people, of course, but we always talk about how. Um, you know, we need to acknowledge one another. And, and, you know, we always say things like if we had us behind us, couldn't anybody, you know, nobody else could stop us. And I think that that's super dope that you actually getting recognition from another black person to be able to um, say that, you know, not only did you inspire them, but they want to um, they want to honor you by giving you something as dope as a star. And if you're in, if you're in film or if you're in the film industry, um, you know the importance of the star and the Hollywood Walk of Fame and that kind of thing. So 
to take that embodiment and to get that not only from um, a black person, but to get that from one of the major um, black producers in Hollywood. I think that is very, very important. And, uh, you know, he, he put a lot of people in places that probably would have never been able to get to those places um, without him. Um, even Taraji said that, you know, without Tyler Perry, uh, without Tyler Perry, it would have been a, you know, it would have been a, a lot harder than what it is now. So salute to the man, you know what I'm saying? Salute to the king, man, for holding it down and doing what he did for the people. Um, that is huge for the culture, man. And uh, if you are inspiring to get into the film industry, um, I, 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 I really want to just say, man, make sure you look at guys like Spike Lee, Tyler Perry, Sidney Poitier, um, even people like Cicely Tyson, um, Look into, uh, man, there's so many people, like Eartha Kitt, you know what I mean? Just like, just, just really do your history on, uh, black people in Hollywood and, and really just, you know what I'm saying? Get that, find out what they did and, and really get that inspiration, man, because they did some amazing things. Um, the BET Hip Hop Awards was this past, well, probably the week before. But the BET Hip Hop Awards came up. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I definitely got a chance to watch the ciphers. Not going to lie, man. I was very disappointed. Um, I've heard better. I've seen better. Um, you know, it's it's a... I don't know, man. To me, the, the ciphers are a staple in the Hip Hop Awards. And I felt like if the, if the ciphers aren't good enough, that, um, you know... Yeah, man, it's, it's just... You know, it it doesn't make the award show. You know what I mean? Like w without the ciphers, like what's the point of having the award show? It's kind of pointless. But um, you know, uh, I thought the dopest one was uh, with all the comedians. I thought the comedians really showed out. Um, they had the for the first time ever. They actually had like a battle rap thing that they was doing on there, which I thought was real good. I think that's something that they should have been incorporated a long time ago. But of course, um. You know, Battle Rap finally got the recognition it deserves. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was pretty good. Shout out to, uh, I believe it was DNA. I think DNA won it all. So shout out to him. Um, if you into the Battle Rap scene, I'm sorry, if you into the Battle Rap culture, you know that DNA is a, a top dog in Battle Rap. And uh, he definitely showed it um, with his stage presence. He showed it with his creativity. Um, and he showed it with his just, to me, it was his awareness. The fact that he realized that he wasn't at an actual battle. He was at the BET Awards and he was really playing to the crowd, which to me is, is the main thing, uh, in battle rap. It's cool to like kind of kill your opponent, but if you don't play to the crowd, like usually those are the guys that to me don't, you know, they don't really have the necessary, uh, they don't have necessary, they don't have the necessary content to be able to, um, get the W in any of the rounds because I think it's like three rounds, of, uh, three rounds a piece. But they don't usually get the you know say necessary W for the rounds. But you know what I mean it's it's cool. You know, um, like I said, man, DNA showed out. I thought that he was, of course, the best. Of course, he ended up winning, and I thought that was um, an amazing thing that the BET Hip Hop Awards did. Um, there were a lot of uh, different categories this year, which I thought was dope. They um they they you can tell they kind of changing it up and doing something different, which I think is is good. Um, I also think that it's it's good, but it's you know it's a little shaky as well, man. You want to make sure you keeping the parts of the award show that's a staple, and you want to make sure you doing the right 
things that keep people coming to the award show and actually keep them interested in the award show. Of course, you're not going to see a lot of big names at the Hip Hop Awards because it's the Hip Hop Awards. Hip Hop is constantly changing. The faces of hip hop is constantly changing. But um, as long as the recognition is there, I think that's really all that kind of matters. Um, recently, uh, I don't even think I want to talk about Well, no, I'm going to say something about this shit, man. Recently, um, there was a... Uh, a a black youth leadership summit by Turning Point USA, and I believe they were cons- they were all conservative. And um, I seen a clip of a young man. He was saying how we need to huddle around Trump and uh, <laughs> make sure that he gets in. <sighs> make sure that he gets in um, for another term. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, me personally, I'm an independent. I don't rock with Republicans or Democrats. I think that they all are crooked. To me, they are all, um, they are both, uh, fangs in the same snake, which is the U.S. government. And I think that they are both full of bullshit. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just not, yeah, I, I, I just can't sit there and, uh, and rock with dude like that. I'm not a huge Trump fan. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. I could care less um that, you know, he may be racist or well he is racist or you know what I'm saying, he bigoted, you know what I'm saying, and he, he only care about the rich and shit like that. Dude is stupid as fuck, man. I mean like this motherfucker is really like slow. Now, he may be like a decent businessman and you could find the most ignorant motherfucker and you could put them on a block with some weed and they could learn how to sell weed and become a good businessman, right? But this motherfucker is just like literally like he he's like a uh uh he's illiterate, man. I mean I, I don't really know what else to say. Like just the some of the shit that he does is like he it's just like he has no common sense and I, I really can't fuck with people who like stand by him as if like this motherfucker is is really good for the government he's not he's not smart enough for this job and i really wish people would stop like being so biased to to not see this like this motherfucker really i don't even really think he could read and write I'm not gonna lie to you um i i even like look at his tweets sometimes and like some of the shit that he tweets is like yo who who the fuck just sits at home and thinks of this shit like I don't know, man. This motherfucker pisses me off, so I'm not going to stay too long on talking about this bitch-ass nigga. I'm sorry. I Forgive me. I didn't mean to call him the N-word. That is uh, very disrespectful to all my niggas around the world, but yeah, this this dude's a bitch, though. Um, And even better news, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West uh, had a little um, conundrum. <laughs> This shit made me laugh so fucking hard, man. I'm sorry. Uh, they had a little conundrum. Um, Kanye has come to the revelation. Did I say that right? Revelation? I don't know. I'm going to roll with revelation. If it's wrong, fuck you. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian has come. I'm sorry, Kim Kardashian. Kanye West. They both the same people. Shit, I don't know. Uh, but Kanye has come to the revelation that uh, he don't want Kim showing off no more. And by showing off, I mean getting sexy in the pictures uh, for the people. Um, that includes the, the nudity and uh, the swimsuits and 
the tight dresses and the leggings and the butt, you know, the, the butt, uh, I guess you, I don't want to say butt shots. <laughs> I didn't, nah, uh, <laughs> nah, like, uh, the butt pictures and all that. Um, but recently, I guess on the TV show, they had a little back and forth or a little argument or whatever, but, um, I got the clip and I'm gonna let you listen to it. But, uh, after that, y'all gonna, we gonna, I'm gonna get into it and I want y'all to tell me what y'all think, man. Why is that giving you anxiety to say that? Because you knew last night I was having really bad anxiety and I don't need any more negative energy for you to now say that you're not into me wearing a tight dress. You are my wife and it affects me when pictures are too sexy. You built me up to have be this like sexy person and confidence and all this stuff. Yes. And just because you're on a journey and you're on your transformation doesn't mean that I'm in the right, I'm in the same spot with you. So. Okay. All right. So, all right. All right, cool. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> Kanye was just saying, you know what I mean, like uh, he was, I guess he was kind of fed up with the shit, like yo, you know, you my wife, man, you know, you gotta, uh, you gotta tone that shit down. Now, uh, when Kim responded, you know, you built me up to be this sexy beast. Well, that's not what she said, but that's what I heard. That's why I, I just thought the shit was funny because in my head, like, that conversation was going a whole different way than what they was actually saying. But um, to me, man, it's just like, <laughs> dude, you, you knew what you was getting into. You know what I'm saying? You you knew that, um, you know what I'm saying? You, you knew why she was famous. Um, you knew her history before you got with her. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, you can't, you can't turn around now and just say, I don't want you, uh, you know, showing off no more. I don't want you being sexy no more for everybody else. Uh, to me, that's just, uh, that, I mean, that's something that you got to establish before you even get there. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't in a relationship. I feel like you can't go into the relationship like, yeah, do whatever you want to do. And then, like, later on down the line, it's like, nah, don't do that. Like, nah, that's not cool, man. Um, To me, that's kind of disrespectful to her because it's like, first and foremost, even though uh, I'm not a Kardashian fan by far, like, I, I look, he, like, despise them. They really get on my fucking nerves. Um, But I, I kind of agree with her, man. Like, yo, you know, yeah, like, you knew what the fuck I was doing before I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? You you knew how this shit was going down. Like, now all of a sudden, because you going out in the fields and singing gospel songs and you performing at churches and shit now, now you want to change up and, you know what I'm saying, she got to change up with you? Nah, fuck that. Let her do her, man. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't like it, shit, leave. You know what I mean? You Kanye West. You know, you don't, it ain't like you really need her. Um, now I get it, you know, she's Kim Kardashian, like, they got a hell of a fucking empire right now, I don't know what the fuck they do and how they do it, but they do it, and, um, you know what I'm saying, like, you, to me, I just feel like, man, you just gotta take the punches at that point, like, she's been doing this shit for years now, like, y'all on y'all, what, third kid, and, like, now all of a sudden you decide that <laughs> you, you don't want her, like, showing off, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I you know to each his own. But uh, you know what I'm saying she gonna she gonna do what she do, and um, you know Kanye, man. You know you 
you can't you can't project yourself on everybody else, man. Everybody ain't. Like, I mean, and I think when she said like, "Cause you on your journey, I'm supposed to be on it with you." I think that to me was like the most important part of what she said. Now, I'm not siding with Kim Kardashian. Like me personally, I don't think any woman that's in a relationship, especially married, um, should be doing what she does. As far as like, I mean, like with the with the swimsuits and you know with the dresses and everything. That's cool. That's that's really nothing. As long as, you know what I'm saying, like no genitals or, you know what I'm saying, body, certain body parts aren't being revealed, then I'm not really against it. I mean, because uh, as a married man, like when my wife goes out and she wears certain things, I'm like, yo, yeah, that's what I like to see because, you know what I'm saying, I want, I want everybody to be able to see what I see in my wife. I want everybody to be able to see um, how I see how beautiful she is. And to me, I mean, it really don't matter what my wife wears. My wife bad, but... At the same time, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, I, I understand how she feels. Like, you know what I'm saying? She she has this, uh, she has this certain brand about her now. And it's like now, you know what I'm saying? You can't really have me change that. Like, you expect me to change everything that I've built up this whole time overnight? No, it's not going to work like that. Now, maybe later on down the line, she'll get a little bit more conservative. And uh, honestly, I mean... I ain't really seen, well, maybe it's because, like, don't nobody really care at this point, but I ain't really seen no, like, nudes from her in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows, man? Um, but Kanye, man, you gotta, you, you gotta change that shit up, bro. You gotta get rid of some people around you, cause you starting to, uh, I don't know, man. This, these, these last past few years, man, Kanye just been turning into a bitch. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I don't know. He's, I don't know. I don't know, man. This nigga's a bitch. Um, but let, this is one I really, if, if you can, Man, I don't care what you do. If you can get any chance to tweet it to me, whatever, man. Please let me know what you think about this. The uh Kim Kim and Kanye situation. Uh yeah, man, that's a different one, man. Make sure y'all hit me up on that one cuz yeah, I, I want to have a conversation about that. Um the infamous snitch Takashi 69. Uh I'm sorry to say, man, this 69 mania out here. Um TMZ reported that this nigga got a $10 million signing deal to do two albums, one in Spanish and one in English from 10K Projects. And then Showtime, out of the blue, decides to do a docuseries, uh, I guess on the 6ix9ine trial or whatever, or just on 6ix9ine altogether. I'm not sure what the, um, the details is on the doc, but I don't know, man. Um... I know a lot of people said that when this nigga get out, you know what I'm saying, he going to get touched, but I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think when this nigga get out, he is going to be more famous than he ever was. Um, it's starting to show right now, like, they are already in the works of making this nigga um, a top priority. Um, like I said, $10 million for two projects, that's nuts. Especially with the with the situation that he having right now, like this nigga just literally snitched on everybody in this squad, and it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, just to see how um, the entertainment industry is kind of embracing this dude is is low key disrespectful too. You know what I mean? Like, just to see like. Everything that hip hop has been building and then like they take certain parts of that shit and then they just exploit the fuck out of it. And and you just get a chance just to see how much they don't give a fuck about our culture. And uh 
Yeah, man, it's it's just some bullshit. Um, I hope all this shit flops. I hope he don't sell a fucking album. I hope this motherfucker uh can't get the fucking docu series done. I hope that motherfucking docu series gets no views. Um, but unfortunately, I believe that it will. So that's another sad thing in itself. Um, but if you can, man, prevent that shit. Fuck that shit. Don't don't fuck with none of that bullshit that that motherfucker doing. And, um, man, last but not least, man, Elton John is a motherfucking hater. Yeah, you heard me. I said it. Elton John is a goddamn hater. Um, he did an interview not too long ago, uh, and they were talking about the Lion King. And he said that, um, it was a disgrace. He said that they messed up the music in the Lion King, the music that he worked real hard to create. And, um, he just thought that it was an overall, um, Piece of trash. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. Uh, Elton John got some great music. I, I listen to Rocket Man. I listen to Tiny Dancer. But, uh, yeah, Elton John, uh, no pun intended, you eat a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, fuck you mean. You dig what I'm saying? Fucking Can You Feel the Love Tonight ain't even the best song uh, on The Lion King. You know what I'm saying? It's I Can't Wait to Be King. Shout out to Jason Weaver. Um but, I mean, it's whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Elton John is going to be a hater. He an old white man. Um, that's what old white men do. They hate their ass off. And then uh, I, I believe he said some other shit. He had some shit to say, like, about Michael Jackson and shit. But it is what it is, man. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Somebody got snuff Elton John. Um, I don't know who it is. If I get a chance, I'll do it. But somebody got to snuff the fuck out of Elton John. I mean, really duff this motherfucker, man. Like, put this motherfucker down. Like, this, he's a fucking hater, man. Just to say this shit that you said. Like, fam, and you said that shit, like, and Beyonce was singing. Like, the Beehive got to attack this nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to get rid of this motherfucker. He think, because he got that little trash-ass movie out, because dude from uh, The Kingsman did his little movie, that he's special now. Fuck you, Elton John. Don't you disrespect, goddammit. Uh, Beyonce and Childish Gambino Fuck you think you supposed to be We don't give a fuck about you But it is what it is man Like I said if I see him I'm gonna I'm duff him No I ain't gonna lie to you uh, If I can get through security And get like one of them handshakes I'm, I'm snuffing the fuck out his ass Um, Now Moving on to a um A new segment that I would like to do Uh, This is probably one of my favorite segments Uh, This is a segment that could start some bullshit And I'm excited for it uh, this is top five. Yeah, so it's that time, man. Um, this time for this episode, the top five is going to be '90s cartoons. Now, uh, remember, this is my top five. If you don't like it, you can always contact me and let me know. Uh, that my list is trash. If you love, if you love it. Hey, man, show me some love. What's up? Um, but, however, let's go. In no particular order, um, my top five favorite cartoons of the 90s is Darkwing Duck, Animaniacs, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and the Batman Animated Series. Um, out of those five, the Batman Animated Series was kind of my favorite only because it was um, it was a little bit like adultish it wasn't like it wasn't not for kids but it also kind of wasn't for kids <laughs> like some of the shit that they was doing on that batman animated series was crazy um but i loved every minute of it man i i constantly watched batman i couldn't wait for this shit to come on 
Um, and the best part about it was like it didn't it, it didn't it wasn't like that cheesy shit where it was like when it come on to go Batman. It ain't had a Batman theme song like it had like a weird ass like dark ass theme song to it. And it was sweet as shit. Like the intro was dope about it. It come on like, like some real, real. Um, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like some some orchestra type shit. Like, but it was dope as shit. I I, I used to love watching Batman. Um, Ren and Stimpy, man. Ren and Stimpy, another show that was like it was for kids, but it definitely wasn't for kids. Ren and Stimpy was doing some shit that was like out of this world shit. It was like the shit you see on like Family Guy and The Simpsons and um the shit you saw on like King of the Hill, all those fucking new animated shows that we love now, like Ren and Stimpy started all that shit. Like between them and Beavis and Butthead. Which I was gonna say Beavis and Butthead as a uh, '90s cartoon, but like, dog, you wasn't watching Beavis and Butthead in the morning on Saturday, so I can't really fuck with that. But between them two, man, Beavis and Butthead is definitely an honorable mention. Um, but Ren and Stimpy was on some some grown shit. That shit used to have me fucking rolling. I love Ren and Stimpy. Ren was um, one of my favorites, of course, because he, you know, he was sick of Stimpy shit, but. You know what I'm saying? They was they was struggling, man, and they was making it, and um, they was doing their fucking thing. Rugrats. Um, if you don't fuck with Rugrats, you are a degenerate. You are uh, a disgrace. And I ain't gonna lie to you. You just don't got. You just got horrible taste. You don't. You don't got no no kind of uh, swag about you whatsoever. Um, Rugrats was that joint, man. Um, I don't know how. I don't know why, but they would get put somewhere and then the, the parents would leave or the grandpa would fall asleep and then these goddamn babies would be everywhere except for where the fuck they were supposed to be at. Um I'm not gonna lie to you, that shit made me a better parent. I always made sure I kept an eye on my kids because of Rugrats. Uh Rugrats is one of those shows to where as you get older, when you have kids you realize like, yeah, I can't just leave my kids in the crib. If this nigga is a Tommy Pickles, I might not never find this nigga. So, um, yeah, man, Rugrats was, uh, it was, it was real detrimental to my life, um, because that shit made me a, um, a real, real paranoid parent. Um, but it also was great in my life because, uh, we had some good times watching that shit. Um, everybody loved Rugrats. And that was, uh, that was real, uh, one of the cultural things about us too. I remember when the Rugrats movie came out. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know about Reptar. Everybody fuck with, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. We remember when Chucky got a new mom and shit like that. I mean, we, we can go back for days on this shit. Um, moving on, Animaniacs. I thought that was, um, another one that was like, it's four kids, but it ain't four kids. A lot of the jokes went over our heads as kids, but if you go back on Hulu and rewatch that shit, you'll be like, oh man, we were never supposed to be watching this shit. This shit is vulgar. Um, it was along those lines of the, the, you know, like the Looney Tunes shit, but it was just like wacky and wild. But they had some great jokes on there. They had some, some of the things was, uh, some of the shit was kind of educational. Like I learned my first sentence from Animaniacs. And um, it was, uh, it basically said that the elephant is uh, big and gray. Um, and for those who don't believe me, uh, El Elefante is Gris y Grande. Yeah, I learned that from Animaniacs. Uh, that actually got me into trying to learn Spanish. So uh, 
I actually went to the, my Spanish class that day when I seen that shit, and I repeated that, and my teacher thought, like, I was super dope for that, and I think I got, like, some uh, bonus points <laughs> for, for putting that shit on there, so, yeah, man, um, Animaniacs was dope, uh, what was it, Wacko, Wacko, Jacko, and Dot, or something like that, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, I said Jacko, that's Michael Jackson, um, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, you know what I'm saying, three, three little, uh, animated characters who used to run the Warner Brothers Studios and cause all kind of havoc, um, and last but not least, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck was dope as fuck, only because, um, he was just like, one of those, you know, cool-ass superheroes, but he was too cool for school, like, on all fronts. Like, he ain't really, you know what I'm saying, have no swag about him, except for when he was Darkwing Duck. Um, him and Launchpad, you know what I'm saying, they used to do their motherfucking thing. Launchpad could fix any and everything. He could fly any and everything, drive any and everything. Um, he was a goddamn idiot savant, not gonna lie to you. Um, shout out to Launchpad, man. Uh, that was just a great cartoon altogether. Everybody loves, uh, the theme songs of, um, I'm sorry, theme song. Theme song of Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck had a dope ass theme song, except at the end. I mean, especially at the end when everybody used to scream, Darkwing Duck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And that was, uh, my top five, man. Once again, 90s cartoons, Darkwing Duck, Animaniacs, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Batman, the animated series. Now, um, I don't have any listener mail this week, but I'm still going to do the drop. So, um, from now on, when you hear, uh, when you hear this, you'll know that it's time for the mail. Oh shit, my fault, wrong one. Damn, I'm tripping. I think it's it's about time to read some mail. I just started reading other people's mail. Anyway, <laughs> I fucked that all up. Uh yeah, but that is the uh that's the mail drop, man. Um so when you hear that, you know what I'm saying? I'll be responding to some listeners uh, or, you know what I'm saying, people who tweet me. So, once again, man, you want to be involved in the show, you want to hit me up, you know what I'm saying, you know what to do, leave me some mail, you know what I'm saying, I definitely will read it. Um, I'm all about anonymity. Ooh, I killed that. God damn, I'm going to say that again. I'm all about anonymity. So, um, if you want to remain anonymous, just let me know. Uh, if you want me to read your shit. Let me know too. I'll definitely do that. Um, and then the, the first drop you heard is the drop for, uh, my new segment. Uh, the last words. Yeah. Last words of Scoots Bronson. Let's get. That shit is fucking trash, dog. <laughs> I love that shit. That shit is trash, dog. Um, yeah, man, um, this episode, man, I just want to talk about the company you keep, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of the topics that I talked about today um, involved, you know what I'm saying, being around some fucked up people, sometimes being around people that are toxic to your life, um, and others was, of course, being around people that can help you evolve in life, um, but the importance of it all is just to watch the company you keep, and when I mean that, that goes... Not just for friendships, that goes not just for family, but um, that goes for relationships, that goes for people at your job, that goes for um, 
know what I'm saying? Just everything in life, you know what I'm saying? Watch the people that you keep around you, man. Pay attention to um, who you have around you, when you have them around you, those kind of things. Never be afraid to, um, you know what I'm saying? Never be afraid to break away from certain situations if you are not satisfied with those situations. Um, the most important um, the most important health to you should be yours. Um, you should never be afraid to open up to somebody and talk to them and say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling this or, hey, this is what I love about you. Um, make sure you show love to the people that you should show love to and um, make sure you get away from the people you should get away from. man. Uh, I, I think that is is very important right now because of the uh, situations with social media. Suicide rates are skyrocketing. Um, we don't actually have the same physical interactions that we've had in the past with people. Today, everything is digital interactions. And I think that with physical interactions um, declining, I think that now and, uh, and moving on into the future is going to be very important to pay attention to the people that you have around you, um, especially um, the closest people in your, or the people in your close circle. That to me is the most important thing, man. You know, if uh, if a few people are fucking up, man, you gotta you gotta cut off the fat. And if a few people are succeeding, make sure uh, you do your best to support them. But also, man, make sure you do your best to learn from them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's really key. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, they it's an old saying that you you know you are who. What what is it? Birds of a feather flock together. You know what I'm saying? You're you're you are who you keep. You are the company you keep. I believe that's what it is. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It's you got to be careful out here, man. Um, everybody don't got your best interests at heart. A lot of people are selfish. Um, I think that we learn that every day. The more and more we get into this shit, and uh, you know, hopefully, man, you know, you can you can kind of see it before it happens. But I mean, if you don't see it when you recognize it, you got to make that move. You got to do what you got to do. Um, you know what I'm saying? To me, I feel like if you really want to make it in life, man, if you really want to uh, achieve your goals, man, you have to get around like-minded people. You have to get around people who are also not only just striving, but also putting action forward. People who are doing things in order to succeed themselves. And when you're somebody who... uh when you're somebody who's doing that same thing, you got to kind of, you know, share it with the people who are, are who are willing to listen. You know what I'm saying? If people are coming to you saying, hey, man, could you do this for me? Or, hey, man, can you, you know, can you show me some love? Don't be afraid to show that person some love, man. You know, you never know uh, who, you know, so you never know who you're going to uplift and you never know who's going to uplift you. And on the flip side of that coin, man, if you see that every time you're trying to do something and somebody like, nah, man, that shit, that shit's stupid, man. Nah, man, fuck that. Get away from that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker is stagnant. That motherfucker ain't doing nothing for themselves. Therefore, they don't want to see you doing anything for you. Um, and that's just not healthy. You know what I'm saying? We want to, we, we want to be able to prosper, man. We want to be able to be better people than we were the day before. And in order to do that, you have to surround yourself with people who are also moving forward. You never want to be able to be around people who are backpedaling in life. If they're not moving forward, if they're not sprinting full speed ahead, um, 
and they're just standing still, or if they walking backwards, get away from them motherfuckers, man. Um, and with that said, I just want to let y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Just be aware of the company that you keep. And uh, those are the last words, man, from me, Scooch Bronson. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. I hope that y'all really, really fuck with this shit. Um, like I said, I've been working on this format, and uh, I'm really trying to get this motherfucker rolling. So, you know what I'm saying? I just want to say thank you guys for listening, man. I definitely appreciate it. Um, I'm doing my best to get this motherfucker out. Um, I might just drop an episode whenever I feel like it, but I'm definitely going to have one every week. Um, it might be two a week, maybe one a week. Who knows? Just depending on what the news cycle is like. And, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, whenever I feel some shit, man. Uh, shout out to the Stolen Time Podcast. My guys, S. Dot Foster, Uncle Washington. Shout out to the First Class Podcast. Shout out to uh, It's Chris on Twitter. Or It's underscore Chris K-H-R-I-S. I believe that's how you spell it. Um, and her podcast, Shenanigans with Friends. Um, shout out to I'm Just Jackie. Shout out to Miss Nicole Banks um, with the Let's Keep It 100 podcast. Shout out to my guy, Noel Hendricks. Uh, what is it? Noelle Hendricks. I think that's how it is. Um, I don't know how you say this shit, but I know it's Hendricks, though. Um, but shout out to Hendricks, man, and the 2 a.m. podcast. Him and uh, KC, shout out to them too, man. I love their podcast. Y'all go check those out. Um, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, YouTube, and all other podcasting platforms. So when y'all get a chance, fuck with that. Um, shout out to my guy again, man. Can't wait for my guy to get back uh, from doing what it is he's doing. Um, <clears throat> and uh, who else am I missing? Who else am I missing? Uh, and man, shout out to you, the listener, man. Thank you for listening to this shit. Um, you already know, man. Hit me up on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Uh, if you want to get to the show, you can email us, follow us on Twitter. All that is going to be in the bio. And uh, you already know, man, it ain't where you from, it's where you at. This is the Already Home Podcast. We out! We out! We out! We out! We out! We out! We out.